Okay. At this time, we're blessed to have our first message brought to us by Mr. Ken Barton. Uh, it is entitled, 23 Years and Counting. A lot of people wondering, 23 years and counting, what's that about? <coughs> I'm not, you know, holding grudges and waiting, there's 23, no. I don't remember when we actually made the official break to become Sabbath keepers. But I do know that Glenda and I started on the path in 1999. And for about a year, we had wonderful fun. Because as a firefighter, I worked every third day, whether I need to or not. So <coughs> some weekends, I worked Friday and Monday. So the next weekend, I'd work Thursday and Sunday. And then the next weekend, I'd work Saturday and Tuesday. So, you know, being a deacon and all that fun stuff at uh, Southeast Free Will Baptist, I had duties to perform, so they kind of liked it if I showed up. <coughs> so, the days that I did not work, we went. So, one day this weekend, one day next weekend, both days the next weekend. Anyway. The neat part of this is that God was really answering our prayers for guidance and supplying us with instruction that we were asking for. He had actually been doing that for a while before this, but we weren't really necessarily aware of that at the time. That's one of the neat other neat things about God. He's getting you ready, whether you know it or not. So I thank so God so very much for his love and guidance. <clears throat> but I really should have been expecting that, shouldn't I? After all, he promised us that he would do that, didn't he? Matthew 6, 25 and through 33. Therefore, I say to you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, or nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. For they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Which of you, by worrying, can add one cubit to his stature? Can you imagine if we could? There'd be lots of tall folks, and there would be very few short folks. <clears throat> so, why do you worry about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. And yet I say to you that even Solomon in all his glory was not arrayed like one of these. Now, if God so clothes, clothes the grass of the field, which today is and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O oh, you of little faith? Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first 
the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all those things shall be added to you. And that's what God has done. He's taken care of us and taught us, both before we came here and after right up to today. We know that if we'll continue in this, we will continue to be blessed. That's the thing. We need to continue. But if we don't, if we stray from serving him, God will call to us. And if that doesn't work, he'll give us hints. Here's two of my favorite verses in the scriptures. Second Chronicles 7, 13 and 14. When I shut up heaven and there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people or several other different methods that he can use to get our attention. Because these are hints, but they're not really subtle hints. Because he will have been speaking to our hearts all along trying to get us to turn back to him. Once he gets to these, he's recognized that we've become dull of hearing and somewhat stiff-necked. But the thing is that we can wake up and make the needed adjustments, which are really pretty simple, which brings us to 14. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. I'm really wanting that to happen. <clears throat> it's one of my, that 14, one of my favorite verses that I try to share on a regular basis. And maybe somebody will pay attention. <clears throat> and these days, because I see so much evil happening, and so much evidence of his verse 13 warnings. I, I, I share it more. And then 15 and 16. Now my eyes will be opened and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place. Now this, this is when the new temple, the, the temple that Solomon had built was being dedicated. But... For now I have chosen and sanctified this house that my name may be there forever and my eyes and my heart will be there perpetually. And again, I realize that these verses are in the Old Testament, but they're easily understood in my humble opinion if we'll just read them a little different viewpoint. You see, back then God's Holy Spirit didn't dwell in man, did he? <clears throat> a few, but not general. <clears throat> like it does now, but that's just it. It does now. It does dwell in us. So when we are speaking to him, when we are humbling ourselves and praying and seeking his face, his eyes will be opened and his ears attentive to our prayers because through his having his spirit, through us having his spirit come into us through our becoming his children, he's a chosen us and sanctified us because we become his temples, don't we? 1 Corinthians 16 and 17. Do you, know, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? 
at the risk of sounding a little Pentecostal here, that realization makes me want to praise God and thank him for his great and unending love for us. And that's what we need to do, in my opinion. You know, we can get a little Pentecostal every so often. That will keep us on a much more even keel, which is very important because verse 17, if anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. A major thing to realize here is that when we accept Jesus as our Savior and are baptized and prayed over with hands laid on us, we become his children. But we're not perfected yet. That'll happen after our resurrection. We become spirit beings. And until we're perfected and transformed, we need to work to be more like Jesus and strive to live according to his word because we'll fail from time to time. But when we seek God and repent, he will forgive us and cleanse us again and again and again because he loves us. We will fail because we're not yet perfected, but we'll keep coming back to him and repenting because we love him and because we want to continue to be more like him. I'm so much more like him and so grateful that he loves me than when I started out. I started the journey long er, before 23 years ago, but sure sneaks up quick, don't it? <coughs> he loves me so very much that I want to keep on growing and serving him and others. I'm so thankful that he healed me from COVID pneumonia in 2021 because I feel that I needed to keep growing. Did we? We loved you, our church family. And we look forward to keep on continuing in service to him. <laughs>